Radio. Okay, Brendan is recording now. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> Thank you, Ron Burgundy. Future Steve. <laughs> I'm <problem>. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you can't put anything in that teleprompter. Am I really the Ron Burgundy in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> Geostorm! <laughs> Uh, what was the plasma storm or whatever? Oh. <laughs> screaming the other night because of uh, Captain Power. Plasma storm! Plasma storm! <laughs> there's already there's already a bullet train uh, asylum mockbuster. It's called like bullet. It's like called like bullet train down. I was like, come on, guys, the movie's not even yes. out yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's called. It stars Shrad Flit. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Pitt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. And Joe Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> Always Joe Estevez. I mean, I think he's above. Oh wait, checks notes. Roller Gator. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Baby ghost. <laughs> Baby ghost. It's like it's like Michael Pitt, and it's like, uh, let's see, they got kick ass. We've got Christopher Mintz Plus, baby. <laughs> I love, I love. By the way, I read recently something that like Michael Pitt was really difficult to work with, and I love reading about like the like he's a good actor, but like I like reading about the lesser famous actors that are difficult to work with, and I'm like, uh, you better be careful, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Steve, you want to tell him your Crowley story? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you told me that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. <laughs> and like I said, it wasn't was even dick. to me. It's just people, uh, people at the front desk who are used to dealing with assholes have told me specifically, kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I believe. Oh, really? I believe your words. I believe the story went. This guy was a dick to my hotel staff. This is what he did, and I said, I don't find that hard to believe. <laughs> yes. You have any idea who I am? Not really. I watch real shows. <laughs> I was going to say, are you sure he was a dick or British? <laughs> No, 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 they deal with British people all the time. <laughs> well, true. Uh, well, if you're a British dick, you're a cunt. Ah! I don't, I don't understand the metric system. You're right. <laughs> the next, Wait a minute. The, the next time... Aren't you drinking liters of cola up there? The next time Sam uh, <laughs> says you can't have a race, you're like, no, 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 I want it in uh, American. Steve, <laughs> 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 so cut that out. <laughs> This is any, but the rest of this is in? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about cute doggos and shit. Oh yeah. my god. We're, we are babysitting one of the cutest doggos. Yeah. Have you sent, have you sent him pictures? I haven't. I, oh. I so think he has a jaw deformity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got to see the, the stupid jaw deformity he, thing. So that means his, his tongue cannot fit all the way in his mouth. Oh. That's cute. Like, like, like he's sleeping now and his tongue is just kind of like hanging an inch or two out <laughs> the side of his mouth. The, uh, the, the first night we got Max, uh, he got up on the couch and was just like sitting there. And then I was like, oh, it looks like you're getting sleepy, buddy. And his head just started to lower. And I'm like, um, and then he just like his head did a full face plant while still sitting and just like completely oh. fell asleep. And we just... We just let him there, like, to see how long he would do it for, like, a half an hour. He was just sleeping like that. I oh. love it when they just go face down. Yeah, like you were just testing out if you could hypnotize them or something. Like, oh, looks like you're going to sleep, buddy. Oh, I guess I am. It's so funny because the puppies, they get so fucking worked up and then just zonk right out. Oh, how old is he, by the way? Uh, he turned five months a couple days ago. Oh. 
Yeah, it's funny too because like he's like he can be wild at home. As soon as we take him to the vet, he's like the perfect gentleman. I'm like, you fucking faker. It's <laughs> like I don't know what those guys are talking about. I'm a goddamn angel. Yeah, let me give you. Wait, kisses. you can talk? Oh, I love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Kind of bury the lead. You tell me your dog can talk. Uh, frozen ground. Hold on, Brendan. Open up the uh, the fish uh, messenger thing. There's pictures incoming. So oh, okay. many pictures. There's important fish business. Important fish business. Fishness. You gotta see how cute Leo is. Okay. And he's terrified of the cats. Oh. As he should be. They are, the the girls have just been bullying him. Like Cameron oh. goes in and eats only the good parts out of his food and makes him watch. <laughs> oh, it makes it, it looks like he's smiling. Oh, Pickles likes him. Pickles oh, has yeah. been trying to be friends. Leo oh. is afraid. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, um, ours uh, just wants to play all the time. Like he's like always. He's trying to get the ch- cats to actually chase him, <laughs> and. Uh, weirdly enough the one that like gets annoyed the most with everyone baby is the one that actually i think she loves him because she's always like when he walks by she's always like rubbing her head on him and stuff like and monkey's like 50 50 bandit's still scared of him (laughs) oh but i think ultimately he just wants to he just wants to play he just very yeah, guys, just, I can't think of a better time to start talking about a Nicolas Cage Alaskan prostitute serial killer movie. Yeah, it reminds me of cute <laughs> dogs. About let's do it. trying to, to be friends. <laughs> well, all right, let's put it this way: it's better we're talking to you uh, about this movie than another movie later this month, where there's a, uh, I don't know, dog massacre in the middle of it. <laughs> mm, nope, pass. Wait, which one is that? Season of the Witch. Oh, oh, I've seen, yeah, I, yeah I, the, the, the fake wolves or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like I, I was so detached from the CGI blobs. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Re- I've seen that movie and I don't remember being particularly affected by it. Yeah, it it's one of those like I remember watching it when it first came out, but I couldn't remember anything about it other than uh, Nicolas Cage's like Keanu Reeves British accent. <laughs> I just remember Cage and Perlman talking, and I'm like, why are they talking like they're in the 90s? <laughs> That's when the script was written, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not the... I mean, they're supposed to be the 1690s, but it's the 1990s. Oh, oh you mean when he said radical dude and, like, you know, popped up on a surfboard? He said cowabunga and then wrote a surfboard off. The, their, their dialogue just sounded, like, too modern for the time era. This one of your missing persons? That could be. She's late teens, maybe early 20s. When are you going to admit there's somebody taking these girls? I can't get these off! Eight girls in the last two years. There's not one lead except her. She got away. Why don't you just start at the beginning? He brought me to his place. He told it he's dead. It was more of attention. 
Why isn't this guy on our list? Hansen's an upstanding citizen. I have testimony from a witness who is a prostitute that refused a polygraph. It's a dead end. I need physical evidence. We're reopening the case. This guy did it, and they let him get away with it. Did you panic when you killed him? You had their blood all over your hands. I didn't do that. I promise nothing's going to happen to you. Look, he's going to take me. Help me, please. Have you seen her? Have you seen this girl? He won't stop, and we know who he is. Drop the gun! Have you ever seen anybody do anything like this before? Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing the most wonderful time of the year. With Nick August Cage and 2013's The Frozen Ground. On Frozen Ground? No, just the frozen, the frozen ground. ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been calling it the wrong thing for a long time. We all have. <laughs> I was just calling it frozen ground for a long time, and I was like, wait, is it on frozen ground? Is it between two worlds or just between worlds? It doesn't matter. It's between two ferns. <laughs> Babe. Steve. We're not alone for this one, though. What? One of our favorite podcasters insisted on being on this episode for some reason. Oh, he said, you know what? That one. He's like, you know, the one. <laughs> that i love so much uh welcome brendan from what were they thinking podcast welcome brendan well thank you guys i gotta point out the extreme fallacy though in that introduction uh i believe i believe the question was i believe the question was which movie would you like to be on and i said well i guess i haven't seen that one so let's do that one (laughs) that was that was i believe it does have vanessa hudgens in it and i love her and steve said Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was hankering for Hudge. I'm not gonna say I wasn't, but uh, right. that that Did that you was get the... enough Hudge. I got lots of Hudge, guys. I got a lot of Hudge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you could get more, really. <laughs> no, it was it was a good it was a good healthy a healthy dose of Hudge. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, I'm a little sober. Uh, Brendan, are you uh, drinking anything on your end? Uh, I would, except it's like 2,000 degrees here, so I've got a uh, a giant glass of ice water. Oh. It's 2,000 degrees, so he's simply eating salt. <laughs> <laughs> no drinks for him. It's 2,000 degrees, so I've decided to munch on this bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but flaming hot Cheetos and gasoline for this guy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe a hot cocoa if he gets thirsty. Ooh. Oh God, you guys are actually causing me physical pain right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true that like hot cocoa is like the worst thing you can have when it's hot outside, right? Oh, oh Jesus! No. Yeah, just I just like to I just like to mow the lawn and gulp down a nice hot <laughs> piping cup of cocoa. Look, if hot cocoa isn't your thing, maybe a nice cold glass of buttermilk. Oh. <laughs> Just, you know, something thick and viscous to go Sounds like Brendan's coming. <laughs> Jesus. No, that was the butter. <laughs> well, anyway, on our end. Uh, it's also a thousand degrees, but it's air conditioned here. Exactly. So from Sierra Nevada Brewing, we have their Sunny Little Thing Citrus Weed Ale. Okay, uh, 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, my top? Oh! His top. Nice. <laughs> and... The pool. 
Ooh, beautiful, very pale straw-colored beverage. It has a very white foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. I'm gonna suck some of this head, Steve. <laughs> Just like Vanessa Hudgens in this movie. Oh, <laughs> you're giving him some hudge. Oh man. So this yeah. just smells like orange juice right yeah, off the top. Yeah, it's very, very like orange citrusy. Uh, even yeah. taking a sip and everything, it's like, huh. If you told me this was like some sort of just orange beer, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, totally down. Yeah, this is probably the least Sierra Nevada tasting beer I think mm-hmm. I've ever had. That being said, it's delightful. Yeah, not, it's not super hoppy or anything. It's mm-hmm. just But it doesn't taste like nice they're like, they're and... D- they sort of have like a DNA, like a background taste on all their beers and yeah this is nothing like it yeah guys check it out sunny little thing citrus weed ale i'm off my lady here it's pretty good all right and steve's got a pickle in his lap (laughs) (laughs) so in honor of summer on frozen ground or sorry the frozen ground 2013 from writer director scott walker who's he steve texas ranger no um (laughs) he wrote and directed Orden's Forest in 2005. Mm. This, and apparently post-production on The Tank, uh, which didn't have a synopsis and stars no one I know. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Cast, oh, of course, Sir Nicholas Cage as Sergeant Jack Holcomb. Though I have as Nicholas Cage in the notes. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens as Cindy Paulson. Yeah. John Cusack as Robert Hansen. Who's he, Steve? Uh, John Cusack, you might know him from, uh, shit. <laughs> Room 1408. You, you uh, know, Hot Tub you know, Time he plays, Machine. He, he plays High Fidelity. He's the High Fidelity guy. Oh, yeah, High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joan Cusack's brother. Ah! Or husband? I forget. Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> the longest time I thought they were husband and wife, and then it was like... Wait, I actually, every time uh, they're in a movie together as just friends, I always think, like, there's a chance these two characters could hook up. <laughs> yeah, totally. They got a real Luke and Leia energy about them. Yeah. <laughs> you know they did it once just to try it. Come on. Yeah, you know yeah, they I did. Mean, as we all, wait, what? Hmm? Uh, Dean Norris is in this movie, Kevin Dunn, Rada Mitchell, Jody Lynn O'Keefe, and of course, everybody's favorite. Curtis Fitty St. Jackson. <laughs> Woo! And, and a separate credit for his hair. <laughs> yeah, the wig of... of he, he saw that Nick Cage was in this movie and he's like, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so Somebody came up to him and he was like, hey, would you like to play a pimp in my movie? Yeah, sure. Man, yeah, yeah, I'd like to look. By the way, I can understand what he's saying in this movie. I usually can't in every other movie he's in. I gotta put, like, subtitles on. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do have subtitles on most of the time I watch the movies these days anyway, because there's always a point where I'm like, oh, what the fuck did he say? And I have to go back. And it's just like, I'll just have them on as a guideline the whole time. <laughs> yeah, there's seriously movies where like, was it like escape room <laughs> I was watching, or escape plan, escape plan. That's yeah. Oh, said. God. Yeah. You would need them the whole time. Well, I mean, you got Arnie, you got Stallone. They're like, shit, we need someone who makes us sound articulate. Uh, get me 50 Cent. 
I mean, I love I love Get Rich or Die Trying, but yeah, they they really had to make the nemesis in that movie, you know, at a BC from Oz. And, I mean, you know, go from there. I mean, yeah, classic of cinema, of course. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I do love that. Uh, so yeah, Brendan, how how did you watch this movie? Uh, I believe I watched this movie via Tubi. Ooh, yeah. yeah, we watched it on Netflix, but yeah, apparently yeah. there's a, a wide variety of options for <laughs> watching this mm-hmm. one, if you want. I was um, a little worried when I first <laughs> saw the I was like, yeah, this movie, okay, sure. And then I was like, okay, it's weird that I've never heard of this movie, and <laughs> it came out <laughs> nine years ago. Okay, that's a, that's a red flag. I better look and make sure it's available. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, okay, and I think one of the, the last Nick Cage movies you're on with us was uh, Left Behind. No, I did the Kirk no, it was Cameron left behind one with you. That's right. You're on Left Behind too. With the right. I, I, yeah, with the God abortions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> we I I did I did Between Two Worlds with you, and that was a discovery. <laughs> yeah, that was a fantastic film. But uh, but 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 I was thinking Left Behind with this one started too because it starts off with uh, Matthew ten sixteen. Behold, I send you as sheep amongst the wolves, and I'm like. Oh no! Is this a super religious one or whatever? <laughs> and then it comes up with based on actual events, like, oh no, this is the good one. <laughs> well, there is a lot of I, you, you know, you joke, you say it's is this the super religious one? But there is a lot of sex work shaming in this movie. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, okay. So uh, I'll I'll get rid of this out in the open right now. Yeah, this is said nineteen eighty three Anchorage, Alaska. Mm-hmm. And it's researching, you know, it's it's about the story, uh, true events, you know, as close as you can get on a movie setup for finding a serial killer. And I remember like when it was coming out, everybody was like, oh, it's like a poor man's insomnia, you know, the, the Christopher Nolan movie or whatever yeah. that came out. And like, it's completely different. This is more, <laughs> more like, uh, I don't know, more realistic. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, it's more, it's, it's. It's more straightforward, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a procedural almost. Yeah, like Insomnia yeah. was more like it was more like a psychological thriller, I think. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is like very much like cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas you have you know the Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage in this movie, you know, just basically just playing a cop. Where in the other one, it's Al Pacino, who's like sleep deprived and yeah. has a bunch of secrets he doesn't want to get out, and you know the serial killer Robin Williams, you know draw your own parallel to John Cusack there in the eighties and, and he's just kind of fucking with them. And they're like, all right, well we also have Academy Award winner Hillary Swank in this movie. In this one we have, I don't know, the chick from high school musical, <laughs> which by the way, I got to say if, if Vanessa Hudgens goal was to shed her Disney image as much as possible, mission accomplished. Absolutely. Yeah. She was great in this. Like she is great. The only other things I'd really seen her in were the uh, like Christmas movies. She's always popping up in. And and those movies are never that great, but she's always like you know she does she kind of walks away from those unscathed like she's not uh, uh, terrible or anything in them. But in this one, like when she actually gets to like she actually has like a role, like yeah, I was actually shocked at how uh, uh, solid she was. Yeah. Oh man, when she swears, rock hard. So, Brent, uh, wow. Brendan, I did want to say you said this movie had a lot of sex worker shaming. Um, there's still a lot of sex worker shaming. I sort of like. I mean, like that part unfortunately feels very real. There's a couple of oh, yeah. the police officers in general in this movie are pretty fucking awful. <laughs> uh, 
I believe the can't rape a prostitute said by oh. a couple of them. Well, I mean, it's Reagan years in Alaska, for God's sake. Right? Mm. Um, I have to say, like, the sort of redeeming value is, like, Nick Cage and his supervisor who gives him her, who puts him in charge of this. They both, like, are like, look, they're sex workers. They still deserve justice. Yeah, I think I mean more like also, though, in the movie, I think almost all the sex worker characters are, like, seen as not great. <laughs> Except for, like, well, you know, Hudgens to I, some extent. But, 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 Brendan, during the course of going through this movie, I want you to point out to us, besides Nicolas Cage, who is a decent character in this movie. Yeah, John Cusack. All, all the characters... <laughs> Shut up, Brendan. All the... Every, I, I think the whole goal of this movie is this entire town is fucked up and dirty. Mm-hmm. Like... Love down and dirty, girl, you know what I'm about. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That was the vibe I got, was that, like, everybody in this town's fucking dirty, of, dirty for something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just, I guess so. I guess no one's really great. Except, well, again, except for Cage. He was, like, pretty squeaky clean for the most part. <laughs> well, we'll get on that, too. But, all right, so we start off. Uh, we got, like, police, like, busting down a door into a motel room, like, police, open up, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we see Vanessa Hudgens, like, handcuffed and uh, not looking too hot. Uh, they're in, like, the bathtub, or the bathroom, and she's like, oh, my God, he's gonna kill me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but, like, dark from the beginning. Yeah, traumatized the- Hudge. Immediately traumatized Hudge. And then we hear, like, in the hospital, and we, we hear, like, the doctor, like, you know, recapping for the cops face like well it looks like she's had intercourse and of course her uh wrists are hurt from like the handcuffs and all that um other than that though not not a whole lot wrong with her and i'm like uh okay <laughs> yeah apparently in 1983 no one in the medical industry had eyeballs yeah <laughs> yeah um and yeah we get a whole thing about uh like an old interrogation of her and uh, she's like trying to give a description of like, oh no, I know it was this guy, and uh, you know he had me like on a bearskin rug, and you know, and, and of course the cops are basically just like, oh okay, cool, cool, but you're a prostitute, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so did he just not pay up, or did you try to get more out of him, or whatever? Or, and, and she's like, no, you son of a bitch, he like kidnapped me, and blah blah blah, like okay, whatever, lady. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're they're uh, pretty horrible. I, I okay, can I just say that? Uh, it was weird about the whole movie just from the start. I know that they said this is like 1983 and I know they used like appropriate things or whatever for that age, but it's never felt like the eighties to me. No. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not like they were all, you know, again, it's eighties Alaska too. So it's like, yeah, they're all going to be yeah. wearing parkas and like work boots and stuff. It's not going to be, you know, I mean, frizzed not... out hair and yeah, size outfits. <laughs> like I don't expect like hot tub time machine. Also a John Cusack movie, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, right. I just, I just like it. It just felt like the, the bare minimum was done to make it 1983. Like I think you saw like those old phones in one scene, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess, sure. Yeah, <laughs> he just wanted like Blondie stuff. on repeat in the background. <laughs> yeah. And... Fuck yeah, let's jam that soundtrack. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, she's basically like, no, it was Bob Hansen. And he's like, that guy's got a respectable, you know, he's a respectable businessman with a family and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so then they, of course, uh, we, we, uh, we cut to like Nicolas Cage being woke up in bed. He's getting called and he's like, what? Okay. Yeah. I'm coming in. And apparently he's like an Alaska state trooper. That's, you know, <laughs> he commandeers a chopper and flies into Anchorage or whatever. 
Yep. And uh, apparently they, they found a, a female teenager's corpse, and uh, apparently it's been sitting out there for 6 to 12 months, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be one of those movies, isn't it? <laughs> hey, we should mention Brendan, that Cage... Brendan picked it. No, Cage sorry. is also married... Well, you had it in your lineup. You were going to watch I, I, it anyway. No, I did, I did. I did. <laughs> Cage is also married to Radahahaha, we should mention. Yeah, so it's nice. Rosie Rada Mitchell is look it up. You know her. Yeah, I mean she's barely in. I mean she's barely in the movie. She doesn't really got much. She doesn't really have much to do. But you know, it's nice to see her. Uh, but yeah. So what happens to her? Right, yeah. So yeah, he's flying in. They like. Uh, oh, so he's been uh, the. You know, uh, Robert Hansen's been identified. So we're gonna get a warrant for him. It's like, no, we can't get a warrant just on the word of a prostitute. And I'm like, uh, okay, yep, police work at its finest. Good job, guys. Yeah, luckily it's gotten so much better, right, guys? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Luckily we've come so far the last forty years. <laughs> um, so then they have like a like a news conference that I just have written down as an exposition conference because they're talking about how there's the series of missing murders and, and they're basically like, yeah, there's no evidence that they're all linked, although they're all females of roughly the same, you know, age and uh, you know, found in similar orders over the. I don't know, a hundred mile radius or something like that. No one man could cover that much ground, right? Yeah. They might as well just put a big title card here. <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> it's just like, it's one of those like things that um, you almost like expect to see it before the movie starts. Like in 1982, seven women were found, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty glaring <laughs> exposition here. Oh, and then they're like, well, well, then why did you call an Alaska state trooper? And uh, it's because we see like this uh, Anchorage PD guy just like mailing stuff to the, I guess, the state uh, state troopers or whatever, because nobody else in town, you know, you see the other cops are like, whatever, she's just a hooker. Who gives a shit? That kind of thing. He's like, no, we should really have some pros look into this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's still people getting assaulted here. (laughs) Yeah, eventually he's going to run out of hookers and still have a hankering, you know. <laughs> That's the worst but, when you run out, eh? Oh, it's always the worst. You still got that hankering. Oh, and then, okay, and then, yeah, you know, Cage, he, of course, suspects a serial killer because, you know, he's actually looked at the evidence and that's kind of what his job is. And then he mentioned something like, oh, yeah, well, I've only got two weeks left. And I'm like, oh, he's retiring in two weeks. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Surprised you didn't. Spoiler alert! I'm surprised you didn't die in this movie when he said that. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it in the postcards, but yeah, sounds like uh, he he stuck around for a little more than two weeks after this. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the prostitute, uh, Cindy, she wants to talk, and uh, basically he then uh, starts looking into over 600 missing person files, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's a lot of missing people. Yeah. But it is Alaska, Steve. Well, I mean, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, that's like the whole population. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, outside of Anchorage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, he pulls out like, the, the Cindy Paulson file, uh, you know, Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, oh, yeah, and then we cut to, I don't know, so, some other girl <laughs> named Debbie. And she's like, oh, yeah, I uh, heard from this guy that, you know, he's uh, he's going to pull up. I'm going to do a photo shoot. And then she mm. hops into a trailer and I'm like, OK, uh, <laughs> if that's all it takes in 1983. That, that vehicle <laughs> may as well have said in neon lights, I'm the murderer. <laughs> it's, not a, 
it's not a rape van it's a spy van yeah. <laughs> i mean it does like there's someone on the prowl though and that that is not a vehicle i would be getting into yeah it's just one of those trucks with little trailers on the back or whatever yeah. and like all kinds of rickety and it's like oh you're a professional photographer that's so incredible and he's like yeah 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 we're just gonna drive <laughs> and then <laughs> And then, uh, and then we cut to, you know, Bob, uh, John Cusack, he's going to work at his bakery mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, Cage is like looking into his file and he's like, uh, so yeah, it looks like 12 years ago he had, uh, some pretty serious issues about like, I don't know, assaulting and kidnapping a woman or something. And he was sentenced to five years, but only served three months cause boys will be boys. <laughs> Yeah. Also, did you notice that when he goes into the bakery where he works, the movie wants to make absolutely sure we know his name because eighty times people say Bob. <laughs> like, oh, Bob, Bob, you mean Bob? Oh, hi Bob. Hi Bob. Welcome to Hanson Bakery. Hi Bob yeah. Hanson of Hanson's Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I'm like I th- I think I got his name, guys. I was waiting for somebody to say you're my favorite customer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i own this place he's like oh hey i didn't know it was you hello doggy <laughs> it's like name exposition just make sure you get his name out there as many times as possible uh but yeah so yeah nicholas cage like looking into it and he's basically like well the city chick's the only lead we have because everybody else is dead why why hasn't bob been questioned and uh they're like this like shrugging their shoulders like because uh, because she, she's a whore no, I, <laughs> I mean basically i mean basically right yeah so then uh yeah yeah the cage has to start doing research so uh he and the local uh, i don't know <laughs> whore unit or whatever start walking the track the uh little stretch of road with all the prostitutes oh um, also his partner uh his partner is hank from breaking bad and i was like this is his prequel yeah one dean norris baby one thousand percent this is what happened before he went to albuquerque <laughs> Yeah, he's like, it's too fucking cold up here. I gotta go to the land of enchantment. Yeah, I gotta go to a place with less drama. Definitely not Riverside, but better tax credits. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we get him walking through like a couple bars and stuff downtown. So we get some uh, some boobs, and yep. uh, I don't know. One of the bartenders, she like gives him some info, like, "Hey, have you seen this girl?" And, Which by uh, by the by the way, guys, very difficult to watch this movie at work. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. When this scene came up, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, and uh, looking around. <laughs> yep. Well, I didn't, like, I didn't know really what the plot was until I turned it on. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we do learn that um, uh, uh, this guy who's educating Nick Cage says, black girls are boosters, white girls are flatbacks. It's all about the paper. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> I, he was saying it so fast I couldn't write it all down. And I'm like, well, <laughs> this probably is a good thing. I'm not uh, <laughs> writing all this stuff down like flatbacks. And <laughs> it'll come up in a conversation someday and I'll, I'll forget where it was from. Look. Anybody who calls white girls flatbacks has never met me or Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> it took me until just now to realize why they were called that. <laughs> <laughs> he was today years old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> found out. This moment years old. <laughs> so then we get a, another scene where Nick Cage is uh, interviewing like one of the, the victim's sisters. You know, they, they found the body and so they went and talked to the sister or whatever. 
and uh, she, or, or no, is it was one of the missing persons, but you know, someone suspects that, oh yeah, she was meeting up with some guy and never heard from again kind of thing. And uh, then he's shown Chekhov's bracelet. Yeah. And <laughs> the incident was pulled out. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember this movie now. Oh, wait, so you had seen this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. oh. We did a whole, uh, was it? Was it during lockdown we did our Nicolas Cage thing? Oh, we just like no, I want to say it was like five or six years ago. Easy. Okay, yeah, back back when this was new, we were just like searching Netflix for all the Nicolas Cage That's movies, right. and we're like, "What the hell, John Cusack, oh. serial killer?" Wow, because I had I had never even like heard of this movie. <laughs> I didn't even know of its existence. But Brandon, I said, to oh. be fair, how often do you search Netflix for <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies like Two One One and Rage and Vengeance, a love story, yep. and uh, <laughs> Between Worlds? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming this was mostly VOD. I think so. Well, wait, hold on. Let me check future notes. Nope, it was a worldwide release. But I mean, like probably like limited, right? Because I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm I don't, sure, yeah. It, I it wasn't going up against Avengers or some shit. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, <laughs> guys, I, opening weekend strategy not great. Why did we choose to go up against Marvel? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think it even opened up against like Resident Evil Afterlife or whatever the <laughs> yeah. like, like tenth one is, like the fucking ninth one or something. <laughs> like. Guys, Underworld we did it again. Rise of the Who Gives a Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Underworld Rise of the Machines. Oh shit! <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer vampires and lichens. It's vampires and fucking T one thousands. Yeah, hybrids and cyborgs. Oh shit! You're welcome. I just made both franchises better. <laughs> Certainly, the third Terminator movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chekhov's a bracelet show, and she's basically, oh yeah, it's a matching pair, so, you know, I, I want you to keep it, so that you remember her, and, we, and you'll keep looking for her. He's like, I will. Oh, you know what, though, this scene, like, really did feel real, because when he hands her the bracelet, or when she hands him the bracelet, she says, like, I want you to remember her above all the other ones. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's something a family member, like, would say to the cops, like... <laughs> and she even says short of saying i don't give a fuck about those other hoes you find this one <laughs> well i think it's one of those like hey i know she's gonna get written off as yeah. just another prostitute yeah, one, one of 50 another yeah. she's just another teen runaway but she's my sister and don't you fucking forget it and yeah. she even says i know this sounds selfish but i'm just gonna be honest with you and then she says that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> she says i'm not racist but <laughs> <laughs> I have at least one and a half black friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm not racist, but do you know what a flatback is? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's me. I'm in the movie, guys. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, yeah, then we see uh, Bob uh, at his house or whatever, and he's, like, checking his voicemail, and it's like, oh, yeah, the family, we're going to come back in two days. Hope you're enjoying your hunting trip, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like eating and like watching nature videos. And it's like, okay, cool. He's just a dude, you know, chilling in his cabin or whatever, away from the family, relaxing or whatever. Okay, cool. Well, and then in this scene, it's like, wait, <laughs> people who watch nature videos while eating are psychopaths? Well, and, and I, I remember the first time I watched it, it was like, are they just showing that he really is just an average guy? Is there, 
they're kind of fixating oh God, on him, blah, blah, blah. that fucking hilarious? This whole movie is, like, following him super in-depth. He has nothing to do with any of the investigation. It's just, like, some weird, like, B-plot that's just... Yeah. And this is what this baker does. You know what? I kind of I kind of would have liked it if the movie hadn't been based on a real a real killer. Because it would have been fun to, like, guess if Cusack, Cusack actually was the killer. Like, obviously, you have to yeah. take out certain scenes and change stuff a little bit. But it would have been fun to, like, because ba- obviously based on, like, later scenes where he's being interrogated and stuff, it would have been interesting to be like, oh, maybe he's telling the truth. Like, it would, I think it would have yeah. created some more drama there. I mean, the, the whole movie, he's just, kind of, you know, just very, like, you know, just non-reactive. Like, just very, like, almost like a thousand-yard stare, kind of, just kind of, like, answering questions like, yes, yes, I understand what you're asking me, but I'm telling you no. You know, that kind of stuff, like... Not quite to a creepy extent, but just very like matter of fact. Also, and then, oh, has this oh. has this been a trope before? I feel like I've seen a trope before where oh, yeah. a villain or a crazy person, like you said, as he watches nature shows oh, and like all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. this is them. definitely a trope. Yeah. Like okay. yeah, the like you, they they enjoy watching watching things where one party dominates another, basically. Right. Yeah. It's the go-to, I think, yeah, for, the, like... the alphas yeah. and, yeah, 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 alpha hunters. I just, yeah, if it's a kid, and, he's, like, burning ants with a, with magnifying a magnifying glass, glass or, yeah. like, lighting cats on fire. If it's an adult, he's watching, like, lions yeah. gut a gazelle yeah. and... Is, watching like, nature unfazed. videos and panning back to show all of his taxidermy, including a walrus skull. Right? <laughs> I'll bet the walrus put up a hell of a fight. Uh, and then and then he's like walking back to I don't know like throw his bowl away from like the soup or whatever he was eating, and oh shit, there's a girl chained to a support beam in this cabin. Oh, hadn't seen that before. <laughs> now now I know he's the bad guy. <laughs> wah, wah. And uh, oh my god, this girl who I, I don't know could have been eighteen. She was like, no, just I just want to go. I want to see my mom, and I'm like, fucking yikes. Yeah, this movie is harrowing at times. Oh, and then do do do. There's a knock at the door. What happens, Brandon? Uh, some dude comes in, and Cusack's like, "Oh shit. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the family. Yeah, totally. We're gonna go out there. Yep, don't worry about it. You should probably go though. No reason." <laughs> yeah. No, but by the way, before he even goes to like get his friend or whatever, you know, his friend who also just wanders into his cabin or whatever, he's like talking to the girl, the ca- uh, you know, that's tied up or whatever, and he's like. Noise, you know, like, but like, very quiet, like, don't make a noise. I might have to hurt you if you make a noise, kind of shit. By the way, the mm. friend who just walks in yeah. and starts rummaging through his friend's house is the true, the true maniac in this movie. <laughs> yes, definitely the worst person in this movie, babe. You guys wow. do not just walk into my fucking house ever. Nobody, Steve, you knock. <laughs> so, bold statement from Izzy. Uh, calling out this character who walks into John Cusack's house as a as a as a worse person than the man who is abducting and raping and killing women. Yeah, yeah. This guy gets five hundred years plus life in prison. That's the four sixty one John I'm Cusack saying, gets later. I'm not saying one's worse than the other. I'm saying one's more nefarious than the other. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, don't, don't walk into people's houses uninvited. Don't just don't isolate don't do it, yeah. don't that do audio, folks. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, speaking of isolating audio, we then get uh, Nicholas Cage. He's uh, you know tape recording uh, Vanessa Hudgens, you know, Cindy, whatever her name is, um, and getting a statement stuff from her. And she's you know going into detail like 
oh yeah, when he was uh, doing it, you could see like his eyes go black, and, and I just have written down, like dolls' eyes, before they sink <laughs> their teeth into him. <laughs> Okay, and in the scene, I got confused for a second because I think that she's so she's telling the story, right? And mm-hmm. I thought they were cutting to footage of like what happened, what she's talking about, but it's actually just hit the like, Cusack with that other girl. And yeah, I was like, wait yeah, a second, yeah. why isn't that Hudgens? I'm confused. And then it cut back to Hudgens, and she's like, and that's basically what happened. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they 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 they're like intercutting those two scenes, the inter- interrogation and that, and it's you know the the other girl is also very young looking, black hair, giant eyes, you know, like Vanessa it's, Hudgens it's or whatever. To show that yeah, he, has, he a, has a system. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. methodical. I, this I get... is definitely the serial killer. We're talking about this movie, not just another random guy doing the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I totally get what they're doing. It just, it was confusing. I I guess it's just because they kind of looked similar, and it threw me off a bit when we saw her face, and I was like, oh, wait, that's not Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Oh, wait, he killed her. That can't be Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, she did, yeah. (laughs) She's a ghost! (laughs) Oh, no! That's the twist. Ghost Hudge! (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) Oh God, that that would be the twist. She was a ghost the whole time, and only Nicolas Cage and the Anchorage Police Department could see her. <laughs> yeah, they're the only ones who believe. M Night, you wanna you wanna think this one through a little bit? Nope. Mm. So sounds pretty good to me, guys. Open and shut. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I have to write old on a napkin. Now, so what then, role uh, can what role can I play in the movie? Uh, I don't know, M. Knight. Are you going to be the one who rapes a six-year-old and gets her pregnant? Mm, no, I think I'll just be the, the voice of the island. Uh, <laughs> I've got an idea. How about you play the one who goes fuck himself? By the way, guys, that movie would have been 10,000 times better if at the end the island just got, like, arrested in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it might as well have been. That movie, that cop was like, oh, the island's making people age really quickly. Sounds sounds right to me. All right, let's go. Let's put these people away. <laughs> no further questions. Guys, don't watch old. In fact, uh, let's never speak of it again. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a great movie, but I, I, th- I think it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Neil Breen, Fran 69 is right. Wait, what? So, uh, oh, yeah, during the interrogation thing, we also get this weird thing where she says, like, uh, oh, yeah, I I left a, a tampon in my womb to, like, you know, collect evidence. And I'm like, oh, what? Okay. It, okay. Off, tampons don't go in your womb. You've put it in too far. I, I, yep. But, you know, that's how she was collecting the evidence. And I'm like, what evidence? Oh, that evidence. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I'm like, wait. And he still got away. Oh, that's right, because she's a whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. And then, and then she also says, "I'm like, oh yeah, there were like he said he said there were seven before me, and uh, they usually stay a week. So I guess like when I got out of there the first day, I was lucky. I don't know. Yeah, like she was pretty sure the way he was talking that he like she doesn't know for sure, but she's like I was pretty sure he had killed those seven other women the way he was talking about them." And yeah. and then she escaped, like, because he, his whole thing, which is crazy, and I know this is, I mean, this is probably based on the real person, I still think it's wild, but he, he kidnaps them, and then he takes them in his fucking private uh, plane 
to the middle of the wilderness and then hunts them uh, and shoots them. And it's like, uh, what is she, she escaped like before he even got her in the plane, which by the way, did, uh, did either of you guys, I don't know if you like watched it at all, but do either of you guys see the new like Dexter show? The new season? No. No. Okay. Well, there was, I feel like they researched Robert Hansen. That's all I'll say. Oh yeah, yeah. I, there's some. I, 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 I can, I can dig it. There's some very similar vibes with uh, the 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 killer in that uh, show and this this Cusack character. They they both have a dark passenger. Are they both named Bob? Uh, uh oh, actually, you mentioned that, and now I'm thinking about it. I don't think so. It, it the hunting thing is what <laughs> is what got me the the bringing them out to hunt them. Um, yeah, his, his name was Hans Robertson. <laughs> instead of robert hansen yeah <laughs> so uh, you got it so, so yeah so cindy uh you know they they wrap up their little interview and uh cindy goes back on the track to get that money and that uh money. and obviously she's not having a good time walking no. down that street and i'm like then why the fuck are you there do you live there gotta make your money she's just like walking through other like transactions on that street just kind of like killing the vibe to where they're like okay i need to get you off this track and we need to get you drunk on some uh, cavassier or she's whatever going back to the only part of town she knows i guess you yeah and, and your places in time of trauma and uh to be fair to be fine she also this is also around the time when she gets super fucked up on drugs yeah, yeah the, but uh, she's not fucked up yet she's about to be yeah the yeah. older the older whore she uh she basically is like, uh... You ever been a stripper? Yeah, 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 you just make money. All you do is dance a little bit. Have you tried crack? Oh, yeah, because it's, uh... Have you ever tried being a stripper? I don't know. I mean, turning a trick in an alley is one thing. Getting naked and shaking it for all these guys out there? I don't know if I could do that. Oh, well, here, have a little bit of mama's crack. <laughs> yeah. So then she starts dancing on that pole, Woo! and I'm like, oh, this is why Brandon wanted to watch this yeah. movie. Again, it. had no idea about anything in this movie other than the cast. <laughs> And this is also being intercut with, uh, well, the police found another body. And then we get, like, the coroner scene where they're like, well, it looks like he, she was stabbed three or four times and then shot through the heart. And he tried to cut the head off, but it just wouldn't get through the, those neck bones. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. There's, yeah. Get back th- to the strip club, please. There's a line where someone I- says deep stabs to the ribs. And I don't know, the syntax of that sentence kind of made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, get them goods. Wait. <laughs> oh no! Um, uh, Cage at one point also says to someone, "Have you ever seen anybody do anything like this before, ever?" And I was like, "Uh, it's <laughs> kind of a very general question." Yeah, like how specific do you mean? <laughs> you yeah, kill somebody horribly. Yeah, I'm an Alaska State Trooper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when when Hudge is smoking that crystal meth with that other lady, and she says, "You remind me of my mother." They got really close, and I thought they were about to make out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn from that too, but yeah. But then, uh, all right, so she she's dancing, making that money or whatever, and then uh, in walks the PIMP himself, Fifty Cent. <laughs> like, you need to get your wife back on that street, make some fucking money. That's the real money out there. But I just got back. And I... And it, I didn't say nothing. And as uh, as Brendan said, like yeah, the, oh uh, the amazing wig that he's wearing is very. Uh, oh. uh, fuck. It's not quite. It's not Rick James. I'm thinking of. It's the like. 
<laughs> it's like a uh, Cat oh, Williams. Shit. Yes, yes, Cat Williams. It's hundred percent. He he yeah. definitely because I mean, guys, you watched oh, I don't know all Nick Cage movies, and Nick Cage is is an, is known for his crazy wigs, and I feel like. 50 cent saw that he was going to be in a Nick Cage movie and said, I am just going to get it. I'm going to get prepared ahead of time. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to one up Nick Cage on his wig game. And then he was real embarrassed because Nick Cage doesn't, didn't, didn't, doesn't really wear a wig in this one. Yeah. Not, not, not a lick of Cameron Poe. No, <laughs> not a lick of Poe. Oh, you little popo. <laughs> All right, then we get a little scene at the airport where Bob is basically forcing this this girl onto the plane at gunpoint and shit. And I'm like, "All right, no one at the airport, no security. Okay, cool. I, it's 1983 in Alaska. I can see nobody really giving a shit or working on their own plane or whatever." And I'm also like, "What would I do in that situation where I'm forced up in gunpoint onto a plane and the guy's flying it? Like, oh yeah, I would pull out the gun, shoot him in the head, <laughs> you know, from the back seat." try to land and radio somebody if i could but if not well at least he's dead too yeah ladies welcome to coming to my ted talk let me tell you how to get out of a situation yeah right? like what what is he gonna do if you just keep kicking his seat yeah worst case what's he gonna do turn up turn this plane around i don't think right? so like don't don't make it easy never don't just go along with them ladies yeah, let's let's tell you what to do when you're frozen with trauma and have quick access to logical thinking. <laughs> well, but that that's just it. That's why you have to go to like the self defense classes and that so that you don't just freeze up. You have you you basically build in some new instincts. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I punched you. With you know, it was an instinct. You can build those instincts up. Yeah, Th- this I, is I... this is something that. As as the fairer sex, you're supposed to do go train yourself to defend yourself. Don't be a victim. Turn I, them into a victim. I feel like the self defense can... classes started in 1985. Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like basically before 9/11, it was uh, be quiet, say still, do what they say, and somebody will come help you. Yeah. And then oh, the 9/11 happened, and it was like nobody's coming for you. <laughs> Do, you had to do it yourself. You choke those motherfuckers out with your bare hands if you can. Yeah. So yeah, then we're in the forest, and uh, yeah, John Cusack pulls out his hunting rifle, uh, sends the girl on her way, like, go ahead, run a little bit. Uh, pop. Uh, yeah, she's down. Uh, he take, snatches a necklace off her as she's dying, pulls out a pistol, pop, pop. Cut to a roller rink, and uh, we see... Nick Cage and uh, Cindy chatting again, just hanging there at the roller rink because, again, the 80s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, so why the roller rink? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird location, I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this... oh, yeah, because Cindy really wanted to, you know, strap on some skates and, you know, start dancing to disco or whatever. Yeah, like, before she was, like, there, there was a scene that clearly sh- showed her trauma level uh, and uh, like yeah. and like t- like crystal meth and crack and all this and then you know uh being at the club and everything and getting confronted by her old pimp and now it's like <laughs> yeah well and then it's like okay yeah cool there's have a nice little conversation she's taking out for a bite to eat stuff blah 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 and then she's like why, why are you doing this do, do, do you want to fuck me you know i've been a whore since i was like in the sixth grade right yeah I, 
what, what, I, I don't, I don't want to go back to see my parents. And he's like, well, don't you want to like see your family again? She's like, no, fuck those bitches. They're the reason I'm here in Alaska as a whore since I was 11 because I couldn't stand being with them. No, uh, thank you. She, and I'm like, like, Jesus, this movie. She like, she says somewhat like they let things happen to me that should never have yeah. ever happened to a kid. And it's just like, ooh. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah. She, and Nick, Nick Cage is trying to be so empathetic right now. Yeah, well, and then she's like, "What? whatever, you know what, fuck you, I don't need you in my life, whatever, I'm leaving. And he's like, all right, so here's what happened to me. On my 21st birthday, my, my sister, she got hit by a drunk driver, and blah, 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 and they basically had to cut her out of the car, you know, and it's like, oh my god, movie, yes, please, keep going into this. And, uh... <laughs> And so then, you know, he tells a sad story, so they're friends again, or something. Yeah, they bond They bond with uh, a, a shared trauma, which actually, I think, is a pretty realistic part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shared trauma, yes. <laughs> Speaking of shared trauma, then we see Cindy, you know, back dancing in the club again, because, you know, she's got to get that money. Um, but there's somebody else at the club. Who is it, Brendan? <gasps> Uh-oh, guys, it's Bobby. Oh, shit! And, and of course, she freaks the fuck out. And uh, Bob freaks out a little bit, too. And because <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, I know her. She's still alive. I, th- I I thought she died in the wilderness or whatever. I hadn't heard from her since, you know, the incident. Which, by the way, I was a little confused. Okay, how did she because she got away from him. So he know he knew she was still living, right? I, I don't know. I, like, I assume he is probably like, well, I haven't heard anything from the police department about it. So, yeah, because, you know, because they didn't get the warrant. So they didn't even question him or anything about it. And, and so, I, yeah, I'm I sure he was... was just, you know, at the strip club, whatever. And was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I just thought it was weird that he wasn't like, oh, she's still alive. I should probably go to a different town. Mm hmm. Like, get the fuck away from here because, like, you know, it, it, she, people are obviously not going to believe her for a while because she's a prostitute. But there's going to be one really, really uh, genuine cop that's going to help her. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I feel <laughs> They'll like probably as, call one in from out of town. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as a serial <laughs> killer, you'd Juno. be like, okay, let, let's change my radius a little bit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, But then Bob freaks out because, yeah, they get, like, separated or whatever and... Uh, Bob just starts calling, like, all the pimps. <laughs> I guess he has, like, a Rolodex of, like, all the pimps numbers. He's like, hey, yeah, you got a girl, uh, uh, Cindy? I think I think her name was Cindy. At least that's what she told me. Uh, yeah. You know, dark hair, you know, kind of looks like Vanessa Hudgens. No? Okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> no, like, that, 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 chick, that chick that's not born yet, you know. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Vanessa Hudgens Sr., Brandon. Oh, <laughs> oh it. no. It's, yes, it's her mother. That's the twist. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. What, what I really – one one line I really liked is when he said – one of the lines he says on the phone is, is he literally says the line, she's 5'2", not very tall. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I got what 5'2 meant. <laughs> <laughs> said by 5'4", John Cusack or something. Yeah. <laughs> John Cusack standing on an apple box for most of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet the district attorney played by Kurt Fuller and I'm like wait a minute what are you doing in this movie sir that was (laughs) I knew he looked Uh, familiar oh yeah yeah he's he's amazing he pops up in everything Um, okay but but he's basically you know it's Nick Cage and uh, Dean Norris they're basically like we need a warrant check this uh, Bob Hansen guy and he's like well I can't give you a warrant without any evidence it's all circumstantial blah 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 Mm-hmm. yeah it's like i mean yeah p- police this, this this is kind of the realistic aspect of it like mm-hmm. i mean 
it's not like you have a tampon filled with <laughs> victim smooch or anything, but then it's Ugh. like, oh, but yeah, whatever. I, I, maybe prostitution's legal in Alaska. I doubt it, but whatever. I don't, it's um, probably, it's probably, I, yeah, definitely not legal, but it's probably something that like, it's one of those things that I think the cops like look the other way a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so then Nick Cage gets called, uh, into his office. Uh, or no, 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 uh, no, sorry, sorry. A call comes into the DA and he basically is like, what? It's for you. And like hands it to Nick Cage. <laughs> the fuck are you getting calls in my office for? Um, and basically he's like, well, she's what? No, you tell her to stop flying. You stop her from flying. So we go to the airport and he gets her before she gets on the plane and basically convinces her like, hey, this whole case depends on you. You can save like this from happening to other girls or I don't yeah, know, like potential victims it. and shit. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that's right. And then she even said something like, so, uh, so, so you're the guy who killed your sister, they ever catch him? Yeah, he was uh, sentenced to six years, and he was out in two. So yeah. he doesn't even fucking matter. He's just gonna be back out, and then he's gonna know my name and my face. And I mean, that's vehicular manslaughter versus like murdering at least seven women and whatever. But but then again, I mean, she's also she's also basing this on the fact that and and like granted, he didn't get caught for murder last time, but still, what like kidnapping and rape, and he got out in what two years. Uh, uh, what was it? It was three months after yeah, being so sentenced she... for five years. Yeah, probably doesn't yeah. have a whole lot of faith in the justice system. <laughs> nor should she. No, right? nor should anyone ever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's I why think... I do vigilante justice. But that's <laughs> so the American, then... uh, the American justice system. The Canadian justice system is much better, right? Uh, it has its moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we see Bob and his family having dinner in, like, the most awkward situation you've ever seen. Like, again, again, he's just not, like, even making eye contact with his family or whatever. And they're, the wife especially is just like, like, is, is that okay with you, honey? Like, like that kind of a wife. And, mm. uh, and, then, and then Bob's basically like, all right, well, I gotta go. Gotta go hunting. I, and I and then she's like, well, what about Thanksgiving back in California? He's like, no, we're having Thanksgiving here. Like, to no traveling. The scene. I do, yeah, I do like how I will say that I think Cusack uh, plays it. Pl- One thing I do like about his acting in this movie is that he doesn't play it like overly creepy when he's trying to look normal. Like I kind of yeah, believe yeah. that he's normal when he's acting normal, even in front of his family, and especially later when he's getting interviewed. Like for the most part, you know, when when he's really putting on that that fake persona um well i found a lot of movies like this the the person playing the serial killer is just like i don't know you could tell they're trying really hard it's like okay come on anyone would see right through this yeah yeah they're trying to be too like gary Busey. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah listen i didn't i didn't eat her face okay <laughs> by the way brendan have you seen oh, fuck, uh quigley. quigley 2003 no Gary Busey uh, gets reincarnated as a little miniature poodle or something. It's oh. a, he's a long-haired chihuahua and chihuahua, he has to do whatever. good. I've heard of this. <laughs> we watched it last night. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was a, 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 he was in a remake of Quigley Down Under. I was like, what? Yeah, no, no, I would also better. watch that. But... Gary Busey is a dog. Oh my God. Instead of Alan Rickman, it's Joe Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. 
Uh, what happens? Oh yeah, the next scene we see that uh, Nick Cage has brought Cindy home to stay with him, and uh, the wife is, you know, upset as she should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're supposed to be packing to leave this frozen hellhole, yeah. and you just bring home a hooker? Your two weeks is up, bitch. We're moving. Remember? Yeah. You quit. I quit my job, and you're yeah. bringing whores here. <laughs> and based on her, what she what she does later, uh, which I know you'll get into when we get to the end oh, of the yeah. movie, um, oh, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate ending for her, actually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, so Cindy, you know, she's like in the bathroom here and all this going on. So she like ends up running and hops in a cab and gets to a motel and goes to see Clate, the uh, Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. His name's like Clate Johnson or something Clayton. like that. Clayton. Clayton. And, uh, of course, he's basically like, well, you got to get back on the track and make some money. Um, and, uh, I know, yeah, Cage is, like, looking at the track, like, have you seen this girl? Have you seen this girl? Have you seen this girl? You know. <laughs> and uh, and then we see Bob's looking, too, like, hey, uh, you, uh, you you know anyone named Cindy? Know where, know where she might be? No? No? Just you know, kind of trolling around in his car. Yeah. And then, and then we can see where Cindy's, like, you know, kind of drunkenly stupid down the street by herself with no one around. And I'm like, okay, well, this is where you're killed. Uh, and then she sees like a moose in an alley and like, I don't know, has a moment with it or something. That was so strange. I, I, I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> is this actually happening or is this just like a metaphor type thing or is she seeing things? <laughs> I don't even know what the I metaphor mean, I guess, would be. Well, actually, hold on. I guess they're in Alaska, so I guess it's possible. Well, of course it's possible. And like, yeah. you know, based on an it's actual event, she might, might be part of like her, uh, I don't know, one of her interrogation things or whatever. She's like, oh yeah, it was really weird. I saw a moose one time, like right in downtown. No, uh, I, yeah. I think it's supposed to be a like, I, I, I think it's supposed to be like some sort of omen to her because she sort of smiles and then like goes yeah. home. Well, yeah. And like, I'm, I'm sure it's like something that really happened where she's like, I saw that moose and I knew everything would be okay. So then the moose attack, gorder to death, roll credits, yeah. guys, what do way, we think of the frozen ground? You guys, this movie, she's way too fucking close to that moose. Never, uh, oh. ever, ever get that close to a moose. Ever. Yeah, moose are not, uh, are not there to be your friends, guys. Oh, okay, and this is the scene where we get uh, the, the slightest hint of uh, a Nick Cage moment, where he's, you know, going from bar to bar, and like, have you seen this girl? Have you seen this girl? And he runs into, like, the... Uh, 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 what was the bar called? Like Kitties or something like that. Yeah. And he runs into the whore that uh, I, I guess gave her a crack or whatever for the first time. And he's like, "You know she is. I know she's been here. Oh, I'm gonna shut this whole place down." And I'm like, "Yeah, good luck with that." <laughs> yeah, I, I said that too. I was like, "Uh, empty fucking threat." <laughs> and then okay, and then we get this this weird scene where it's like, "All right, Cindy's in the shitter, you know, doing what you do in a shitter," Shitting. and like. There's like a knock at the door, yeah. It's like a knock at the door, and it's like occupado. And then we see Bob like trying to break down a door, mm. and then Cage is like there in that club too. And so it's like you know, like all shot hands, like oh my god, oh my god, who's gonna get to her first? She's definitely gonna die because she's like like passed out, like in the shitter too. Like oh, she, and she's like she she's OD'd, I think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's oh, yeah, like yeah. just she's foaming out. at the mouth and. Yeah, and, but not then, long for this world. But then, uh, you know, the person kicks down the door, and it's a bouncer, and it's like, "Are you okay in there?" Oh shit! He, like, you know, we then cut to you know the bouncer like carrying her out, like you know, passed out in the cage. Like, What's up? give me that girl, give me that girl. Oh, I'll, ta- I'll take her to the hospital. What'd you do to her? 
What'd you do to her? Yeah, yeah, a lot of shit. Which he doesn't even show his badge, and I was like, that bouncer should not be handing off young girls to random <laughs> strangers. It's like, whatever, just take her out of the bar. That's all I care about. <laughs> no, no, he he knows he knows Nick Cage. Nick Cage I don't is know. regular. I feel like that yeah, yeah. You the regular who says he's gonna shut the whole place down. Yeah. I feel like you oh, would have yeah, that, that crazy sergeant. That, Holcomb or whatever. Like, no shit, man. He's seen the rats in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, uh, but I feel like that guy would have just as as quickly handed her off to John Cusack. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. Like, hey, she's uh, dying. Holes is bad for business. Get her out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we uh, go to the hospital, and uh, Nick Cage is there by Cindy's side, and we get her sad fucking backstory. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, we go to a scene where Bob is talking to, like, this this other bouncer we've seen a couple times before, but I don't think he had a name. And he's basically like, it's been a long time since I've seen you around here. You must have a pretty particular taste now. And uh, basically he hires a, uh, this bouncer to find Cindy. Yeah. And he's like, fine. And he's like, fine, I'll do it. For ten. So, so he's a serial killer and also hires it then. <laughs> Uh-huh. I know. I thought that yeah. I, I was like, wow. Okay, John Cusack, you got to you got to pick a lane. You're outsourcing or you're not. Come on. Also, Brendan. Yeah. Was it $10,000 or just $10? Cuz he just said 10. 10 grams of cocaine. 10 uh of those of those snap bracelets that John Cusack stole. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> 10 Bud Lights. Yeah, so uh so one yeah. actual beer. Ten keystones. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but having to buy them there at the strip club—that's almost as good as ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. 100. Even back in the eighties. Yeah. So then, uh, then we see the bouncer. He goes and like starts roughing up Clayton. Is like, you know, you know, you bitch, Cindy. You got two days to get her for me, and then you know, you know he starts insinuating that like I guess he owes money to the I don't know the mob, or the Ala- the Moose Mafia or something. I, <laughs> like, I was. I was actually hoping that it was going to keep going that, that way, like, because Cusack got that guy, that guy got 50 Cent. I was hoping 50 Cent was going to go to someone else. Who's gonna, <laughs> He's going to go to Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to go to someone else, and then it, it just goes on for too long, and they waste too much time, and then Cusack gets arrested. Yeah, 50 Cent goes to uh, Nick Cage with a mustache. <laughs> he looks like Caster Troy at the beginning of Face Off. <laughs> He'll get a job for you. He's got those fucking prison boots on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Super Mario boots, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so then uh, Cage and his partner, they're staking out Bob's home, and uh, of course Bob, like, notices, and so we like, you know, you, you see him start loading up bags and stuff, and he's like, drives off, and they follow him to the airport, and it's all kinds of stormy, like, there's no way he's gonna fly off in this, and it's like... Well, shit, there he goes. Oh, they straight up are like, tell the command tower not to give him clearance. Yeah. Uh, they said they're not giving him clearance and he just took off anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, he's going to dump it all. We're, fuck, we're screwed. Yeah, do you really think the guy that's that's flying out there to dump all the evidence is going to wait to get clearance? Like, Yeah. When he knows he's being, like, especially when he knows he's being tailed? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, by the way, it's got to be hard to tail somebody in Alaska in a car. Like, oh, look, somebody else owns a car, and they're following me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's one of the seven other cars in Alaska. Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> Our cover's blown. They gotta use drones. That's 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 what you gotta do in Alaska. 
told you we should have put some tin on these windows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then we see uh John Cusack, he like, you know, stashes the bag or whatever, like it just in a random log. And uh and so yeah, Nick Cage he goes back to DA Kurt Fuller and he's like, No, no evidence, no warrant. What the fuck didn't you understand last time? And then uh, a bunch of like the murder files or whatever tossed to the DA, and uh, he's basically like, "I'm trying to go- stop more of these from happening. Look at him! Look at him!" You know, one of those kind of scenes. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, then yeah, DA is basically like, "All right, but don't fuck this up because you're not going to get a second chance." <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck and, me. Don't you ever fuck me. Don't you ever try to fuck me, Tony. He's he's basically and, just like, "No, you can't. No, you can't. Okay." <laughs> fine whatever i'm in alaska <laughs> no one's gonna hear about this unless they make a movie in 30 years yeah. what else am i doing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so then uh then we get uh bob being interrogated by uh nick cage and uh he brings up the past innocences and you know he he handles it like oh oh yeah that was a that was a that was a misunderstanding really you like kid after elder at gunpoint for four days or whatever that's a yeah. that's a weird misunderstanding well you know i had um urges back then and i'm like definitely not uh, like a serial killer that's that's what we just called an urge <laughs> i've i've grown past that great uh yeah. this is the, it's a great scene by the way like i think yeah it really is the back yeah. and forth between them is is real good and again it's another scene where yeah, Cusack's saying some crazy shit, but, like, he's also, again, very calm and collected, except for, you know, obviously later, but for now. Yeah. Oh, and meanwhile, like, Nick Cage, like, excuses himself, and he, like, goes to a payphone to call his buddy on the walkie-talkie or whatever, because they're, like, raiding his house and, like, searching it yeah. for... Uh, they, they, they mentioned several times they need two things. They need either that necklace or whatever that's the matching, but, you know, Chekhov's necklace, mm-hmm. or they need the uh, the two twenty three rifle or whatever that, you know, they, they were able to find the yeah. shells for him, like one of the bodies or something. Did, did they say where the rest of the family was at this time when they were raiding the oh, house? I, I, I assume. Oh, they, did, they had the, the last scene we saw with the uh, the the wife and kids. The, the wife was saying, like, hey, I know we just got back from my parents, but... They really missed the kids. Would you be mad if we went down for another month? No, like, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, go whatever. for it. Go for uh, it. Yeah, because okay. I think, I, I think they were there at the house though when he hopped in the airplane to dump everything. But okay. yeah, but maybe, maybe it was after that when it's like, hey, we're gonna go uh, see our par- the parents again. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever, that's cool. Hey, yeah, honey. but that, that was there was like a quick dinner scene yeah. where yeah, yeah. Hey, honey, you just going for a quick plane ride? Don't worry about it. Okay, bye right oh bob he loves that plane so much he always takes all his luggage <laughs> right well he what's, has a what's lot that of... smell coming from the bag don't worry about it he has a lot of hunting gear some of it's like i don't know 120 pounds five foot seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah smells like white diamonds it's weird yeah. that he hunts so much and we never eat it <laughs> or maybe they do <gasps> oh my god <laughs> It looks like they were mauled from the inside and their liver was removed and mixed with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they, 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 here's the thing. When they do raid the house, they do find like 17 guns, but none of them are a two, two, three. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> guns are like chips, guys. You can't have just one. Yeah. Apparently. Well, I, uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a yank thing. I think. <laughs> what? Well, I'd say that the three of us here are definitely the top experts on guns. Yes. Absolutely. 
we use them. We are the people to ask. Listen, I had a friend of mine the other day who who he he's actually like licensed to operate them and everything, and he asked me if I ever wanted to go to just like uh, where you can shoot them, and even that, yeah. e- even that, I was like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> Honestly, having shotguns. Do it once yeah. so that you have the experience and like I know that like you know they're powerful. You will have a whole new understanding of the power that a, a even a small weapon has. Yeah, I, I And it will make you even more mad that nobody's willing to do anything about it here in our fine country. I mean and why it, so many people with micro peni love <laughs> love their God guns. Damn it. I mean it already I see your micro peni through <laughs> a microscope with my glasses on. It already makes me pretty mad, so I don't know how much matter I can get. <laughs> well, I I would say I would I would say give it a try. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of getting madder, uh, the questioning starts intensifying between Cage and Cusack. <gasps> and, uh, but, you know, he, uh, uh, Bob or whatever, he handles himself pretty well. And he's like, uh, but, but, it, but it basically ends with the Cage is going like, well, fuck it, you're arrested anyway. And yeah. uh, he, he's like talking to his partner, Dean Doris or whatever. He's like, well, we couldn't find anything. And then, so, yeah, Nick Cage goes to the house. He's like, guys, I, uh, I know you've been here for like eight hours searching. I haven't found anything, but. Let's just keep searching through the night, because basically, once once he's gone, we're not going to get another chance. We'll, we'll we know this is the guy. Let's, and I'm just like, in real life, it's like, let's just drop like a pound of coke somewhere and uh, <laughs> jail for that at least. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you still get that pound of coke? No, man, it's Alaska. <laughs> it's Alaska, we don't get that stuff up here. Oh, I think it's Alaska. I sold it all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, also probably true, but uh. Yeah, so yeah, they keep searching. Um, oh, oh, that's right. And then, uh, yeah, Cindy, she's in like a safe house or whatever. And mm-hmm. she's basically like, I need to go get my stuff. And he's like, well, well, go get it tomorrow. I'm busy, you know, trying to get the guy who almost murdered you in jail. Will you please go without your fucking mascara for an hour? No, I need my um, stuff. But yeah, eventually they uh, find a little trap door, found a bunch of guns. All right. And and the thing is, even with finding the two, two, three dollars stuff, they're still like, well, yeah, he'll just say somebody else used it to kill him or whatever and get off scot free. And I'm like, That's, I mean, twelve jurors might find that a little hard to believe, but mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I see your point there. We still need the confession. <laughs> and and then we get the scene where yeah, uh, Nick Cage is like talking to his wife, and the wife is like all proud of him and shit now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a that's a turn. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah. I can't believe you brought a whore to my house. But God damn it, I respect yeah. you. <laughs> I can't believe it's I can't believe you brought a whore to my house too. Uh I got some stuff for Sydney. <laughs> She's yeah. having a change of heart. She's realizing how hard this poor girl has had it. Yeah. yeah. And she's no she's given up on the dream that they're going to move and so she's accepting the current circumstances in which she lives (laughs) she's like you know what i could probably just get my old job back and i'm like that's that's tragic for this character i've learned to accept that this is the best i'll ever have i've learned to accept that forever living in this frozen hellhole you guys though i think she liked her job because she was all mad when she couldn't when she quit her job that's, that's true Hmm. Yeah. I just yeah. I just I th- I think I just think she doesn't like Alaska. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely got the vibe. She was not into living in Alaska anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I could see getting tired of Alaska pretty quickly, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, ooh, moose and bear and salmon and shit. Oh, then what? Oh, glory of God and whatnot. Ugh, come ooh, on. daylight for six months. Sweet. Ooh, joke's on you. You're still in America. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so then we get to see where uh, Bob is talking to his lawyer. And the lawyer's like, you know, we might have a little bit of trouble if this whore starts snitching on you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say quite like that, but he's basically like, this city might be a problem. You might want to take care of it. I don't know. I didn't, I, I'm not going to go into specifics, but you might want to get it resolved. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, Cindy sneaks out because, you know, she's got to get his stuff. And I'm like, what stuff do you have? Really? I mean, I think it's a thing where, like, you just want to you just want to be with your own shit. I don't know. It, it, yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, 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 here's the thing. Plot. That's why she wants to leave. That's why she wants to go back to where her pimp is looking for her. And anyway, babe. So yeah, she's a drug so, addict. She has to go get her drugs. I mean, maybe <laughs> like Nick Cage doesn't have drugs. Well, not this version of Nick Cage. Yeah, oh, I was oh this yeah, is a straight edge yeah, cop. Yeah, the Alaska State Trooper doesn't have any drugs at his not disposal. Not the one who's getting ready to move to the mainland. He gave all his drugs to his buddy at his going away party. Hey, partner Dean Norris, do you have some, uh, what was it, sweetie? What do you need? Meth? Coke? What, crack? What was it? Hey, let's <laughs> Dean, just go with some Coke. Coke and Dean Norris, Dean Norris is like, I'm going to go to a place where drugs run far less rampant. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> we'll never have an issue with methamphetamines there. <laughs> Yeah, so Cindy runs into Clayton. Yeah, basically she like hops in the hops in his Cadillac or something, and uh, he's basically like, "Oh shit, we're gonna leave the state now. We don't need you tied up in this serial killer bullshit. They're gonna try to pin it on you or something." I'm like, "All right, whatever." (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Clay gets a call. Basically, is told like. Look, you kill her, then you're even. Your your debt to the Moose Mafia has been absolved. And uh, yeah, they like pull off the freeway, and Cindy's like, "Wait, where are you going? This is where are you taking me? We we we're ne- we're never gonna get into Canada going this direction." I'm like, "Well, uh, so they're driven out to the forest, and the bouncer's there. And I love how it's like the bouncer's just ready to like put two in Cindy's dome and roll credits." Mm-hmm. But then Fitty sent to the rescue as he pulls the gun and just tries to get the money <laughs> from the bouncer. Yeah. Like, get the fucking money. Get the fucking money. To, and to the, uh, he ends up getting shot and killed. <laughs> to, to the rescue in the sense that he just wanted to rob the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as he was just trying to double cross the bouncer. And then Cindy drives off in the car and <laughs> he, uh, Fitty ends up getting killed. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then, okay, this next scene is where I was like, wait a fucking minute. Cause Cindy like, picks up her car phone and starts calling Nick Cage. And I'm like, wait, an Alaskan pimp in 1983 has a car phone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I do. I believe that because he's going to have a top end car. Cause he's got to show the hose what he can do. I guess. Yeah. But still in Alaska, I mean, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so, and she's talking to Nick Cage and I'm like, uh, I can come meet you there. And he's like, no, go to Clates. I'll meet you there. And I'm like, why? Of all the places in Alaska, the millions of square miles, <laughs> would you have her go to Clates, the one place where everybody else knows she would go? Yeah. Plot. That's. I don't know if I uh, 100% agree with your police work there, Lou. That's a, it was a real yeah. moment of that, yeah. Yeah, literally anywhere else would be better. But uh, yeah, obviously the bouncer finds her, roughs her up a little bit. That that you know, Cage gets there, he's like freeze, and they have a little standoff. 
and uh, <laughs> and I was totally waiting for the stop resisting arrest, plow, plow, plow kind of thing to happen. But instead, the guy's just like, it's your lucky day, bitch, and like throws her to the side and runs off. Mm. <laughs> and like, yeah, not even going to chase after him? Okay, cool, cool. All yeah, right. there's there's two of you. One of you console the Hudge, one of you ch- run. Yep. Right? Because isn't the cage there with his partner? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, why doesn't yeah, the partner they, they're go chasing him? They're both there in the standoff and everything. It was like, oh, are you okay? And, like, Dean Norris goes chasing after him. But, the, yeah, yeah, whatever. Also, also down, not to shame what? Dean Norris, but maybe Nick Cage should be the one that runs after him. Uh, I don't know. I've seen him run in a couple movies. Maybe it is Dean Norris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as I've written down, so no trial because, well, you know. <laughs> no no real evidence and you know the ladies yeah it's it's not gonna happen it looks like mm-hmm. oh yeah they they find this uh this flight chart with all these uh oh yeah that's right. they're, they're like searching um the the house still or whatever and they find this like map or something behind uh bob's bed and i'm like mm-hmm. uh okay that's where he would keep anything and uh he's like what is this it's a flight chart Oh, cool! It matches all these locations where we found all these bodies. Is this considered evidence now? And he's he's doing this like in front of the lawyer and the DA, and like throwing all of his chips right there on the table. And I'm like, this isn't a trial, you know, whatever. But then <laughs> Nicholas Cage is like, I know how I'm gonna get him, and he pulls out Chekhov's necklace. And he's like, you think if we go to all these places, we're gonna find? Uh, you don't think we know what's located at all these places? You know, inferring like. Oh, that's right. We've already dug up one, and we found this necklace. You remember this necklace, don't you? Not that it's a matching pair, and the sister gave it to me. Nope. <laughs> like, wow, twenty-four locations. That's a that's a that's three times what we we uh, suspected you of. Blah blah blah. Summer's coming soon. We're gonna be able to dig those things up easy when the ground thaws. <laughs> Brendan, what happens? Uh, well, he he uh, he again continues to deny and deny and deny, but then. The ultimate uh, he pulls out the he'll pulls out the ultimate trump card is that he brings in uh, Vanessa Hudgens into the room and he's like, "Bitch, I should have killed you when I had the chance." And I was like, "Oh, want want you gave yourself up." <laughs> <laughs> Columbo confession. Yeah. Hey, just just one more thing here. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, basically like fades to white, and I'm like, "Is is this how we're doing it?" And then yeah, basically the rest of the like the next three or four minutes of them like. Yeah, he confessed to 17 murders, although, and, and raping 30 others, and was yeah. sentenced to 461 years plus life with no chance for parole. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so he's going to be in there for a bit. Yeah, Nick, Nick Cage got promoted and became, like, I don't know, chief of Alaska or something, uh, and is, like, retired. Uh, Cindy is married with three kids, and this is dedicated to the victims. Roll credits. Oh and yeah, then they showed it, all the victims. Yeah, I well, uh, the the suspected victim. Well, some of them were suspected victims. Something about that left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I I think it was because it was to like some pretty bad like church rock. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, it's one thing to make a movie based on, you know, like, a tragedy. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it, it happens, whatever. We all, we've all seen plenty of movies, we've we've seen true crime stuff, but, like, yeah, putting that, like, that weird song over, like, the real victims, I don't know, it just felt like the movie was reaching for something I don't think it needed to. 
And, and when the last one is uh, Cindy, whatever, and it's and it, it, it shows like a yeah, it shows like a black and white picture of Vanessa Hudgens. And I'm like, holy shit, they nailed it! And then it like morphed to the real one, and it looked like fuck, I don't know, a sister wife. I'm like, oh, that makes more okay, sense. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Steve was totally like, holy shit. <laughs> I just, I, th- I thought it was crazy that they showed the real victims and then Cindy Paulson and first they showed Vanessa Hudgens and then the real, I'm like, what, just show the real person? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an odd choice, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so guys, that's uh, the frozen ground. Woo. Brandon, what'd you think? Uh, like, the beside the very end leaving a pretty bad taste in my mouth, um, it's, you know, it's fine. It's, uh, there's some surprisingly good acting in it. Uh, it's, it's very straightforward. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. It was all right. Nice. How about you, babe? I like this movie. Is it, like, the greatest crime drama of all time? No. But I... I like the fact that it's very, like, fact-based, and they don't over-dramatize the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, I, I know there's plenty of drama that's yeah, been yeah. put into it, yeah, obviously, yeah. but, like, like Insomnia. Insomnia is over the fucking top. Oh, uh, well, Christopher Nolan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just so <laughs> many, so many times movies like this get so off the fucking rails with the drama it's like just tell me what fucking happened it's sad enough without making up a whole thing about her cat getting eaten by a hawk in front of her and then like doing flashbacks to her dad raping her and stuff like that like just go with the story that's happening yeah yeah uh yeah i like it it yeah it i I can see how it's definitely kind of middle of the road where it's like there's not enough action or whatever that you'd expect in like you know you know, uh, like like seven, like like a cop thriller kind of thing, and there's not not really as much drama as like I don't I don't even know good examples because I don't watch these kind of movies a lot. But yeah, it's just very you know like oh interesting. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it for a movie with Nick Cage and John Cusack as a serial killer and Vanessa Hudgens smoking crack. I mean, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it get an extra star for that uh, stripper scene? Oh, absolutely. Right, Brandon? <laughs> it was very brief. I don't know. Wait, double checking to make sure she was over 18. Yep, 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 yep. Extra star. <laughs> well, I mean, I think by that point she had made the third high school musical, so I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, you compare this to something like, uh, what was that Lindsay Lohan one? Like, I Know Who Killed Me or whatever? Okay, yeah, it's much better than that movie. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, if you're comparing it because it's also, like, yeah, teenage... <laughs> girl from high school musical and or freaky friday or whatever although and it's a killer thing although yeah. one thing that movie has over this movie is there was no scene where vanessa hudgens had to plug in her fake leg <laughs> they all can't be planet terror unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> all right well that note we're gonna take a quick commercial break oh but when we come back we have more beer fun facts <gasps> and what we learned from the frozen crown yeah. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com The top one-stop shop that always pops her top ah, Are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? 
Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> oh, I just said the darkest version of that movie. <laughs> so yeah, what I, happened to your sister, Elsa? She was raped. I, I gave Jesus I gave it like uh, I think on Letterboxd I gave this movie like I was gonna give this movie a three I was just about to give it a three and then the last credit roll thing happened I was like mm, two and a half <laughs> yeah. it just it, it it was I don't know it was kind of like oh, okay guys let's let's not <laughs> you almost had it there <laughs> if I yeah. if I had stopped it a little early <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of it kind of is like like I don't I don't want to say I don't like true crime. I get the appeal of it and I get like some of it. I get how it's like in enthralling and everything, but there's part of true that's there's a little part of true crime sometimes too where I'm like, eh, it still feels kind of exploitive a little bit." Yeah. But whatever. People likes what they likes. <laughs> the, the, these kitties figured out they could bully this poor dog yeah. and they're using it 100% to their own advantage. <laughs> Like, Poe just got, like, right up in his face the other day, sniffed him, and he was like, oh, are we friends? And then she was just let it the biggest fucking hiss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, fuck it. I think, though, like, if you had him there longer, I think eventually they'd get used to each other. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. They they went from, like, he came in and they were, like, hiding and puffy-tailed and yeah. angry to within 24 hours, like, yeah. sitting on the other end of the couch with now, them. Now they've just submitted to living in Alaska for the rest of their lives. They, they would, they just, like, it's like ours. Like, they're just slowly establishing the pecking order, like, the new pecking order. Everything's getting shifted, right? So eventually yeah. they'll know where they all stand. Exactly. But it gives me hope that, like, because... I eventually would like to have a dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Steve's not opposed to the idea. Steve grew up no, with dogs. And uh, this is like, okay. Like, I knew Pickles would be fine with a dog. Yeah. Because he's lived with dogs before. In fact, he keeps, like, trying to be friends and Leo's too afraid. <laughs> Somebody, I was Leo, wa- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, so Leo's lived with cats. He lived with, like, six oh, okay. cats at one point and they all beat him up, so... Oh. He's afraid of the kitties. Ours lived with a bunch of other, like, puppies. Like, that's where he came from. But he only really experienced a cat, like, briefly. It was, like, a cat that... The cat was always, like, outside. And he never really even approached the cat. Because everyone knew that the cat was, like, 
the ruler, so don't don't fuck with the cat. <laughs> so when he got here, though, he I think he just assumed the cat the uh, the cats here were just other puppies, and he just wanted to like run around with them. Um, Aww. Yeah, he he's I don't know. It's weird. Like he gets in his. You can tell when a dog is in its like play stance, like when it has all yeah. like the both paws down in front of it, or it like you know it puts both paws in the air and then the front goes down and everything. And he does that, and. It's the weirdest thing. He, like, reaches out at the cat, and it looks like he's biting them, but, like, they don't react at all. So I don't think he's actually putting pressure. Like, Yeah, I think- he's doing the little the little play bite, which cats do that, too. Yeah, so I think he's just doing that to get their attention. And then Baby will finally, like, Baby will finally, like, chase him around for a while, and he loves it. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Does Bandit just sit on top of the cat tree, hissing "fuck you" at him? Uh, she doesn't hiss, but when he comes up to her, he gets—he really wants to play with her because she's the only one that hasn't really done anything with him. And mm-hmm. he'll like do little barks and everything, and she'll just be like, "Nope," and get up on the kitchen table and just <laughs> stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> nope, fuck you. Noise. Yeah. But All I right. set aside All time right. to cuddle with her because she's my baby. Okay. Oh. Hi, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Hey, Stephen Izzy, it's your old pal Mark Summers from the Nickelodeon Days, Double Dare, and many other shows. But uh, I'm here to say everything I learned from movies is unbelievable. What a great job you guys have done. Please tell me you don't feed Twinkies to the cats. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's in it. They get better every week. They do. Ah. Babe, I don't know about you, but uh, I could use a drink after that movie. <laughs> I am far too sober. Uh, let's see. From Ketos Brewing, we Ooh. have barley wine ale, 11.1%. Le- <laughs> yes! Oh, oh my god, I was so excited. All right, Pickles, don't freak out, because uh, my top? Oh, his top! Yes. I don't yeah. think Pickles heard that one. <laughs> You're right. Mm, I could see them nips. The beautiful brown ale, very clear. Yeah. A gorgeous khaki-colored head. Lots of medium-sized bubbles. Medium-sized bubbles. Make me happy. Sing it, Brandon. <laughs> medium-sized bubbles make me ecstatic. Wow, this Ooh, just smells yeah. like bourbon. <laughs> Goddamn, that just like smells like alcohol. Yeah, very, um, on the taste, very uh, hoppy, like piney. Uh, but it definitely has a nice little caramely background background to it with the malts Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. nice and well balanced it's almost a little smoky yeah are you getting that yeah a little like peat moss or whatever like with the yeah. scotch ale yeah here's some more yeah, for you delightful this is definitely not like as hoppy as like a bigfoot barley wine but definitely very hop forward and then yeah like good like caramel notes on the back end mm. 
Delicious. Very well balanced and a sneaky 11%, I guess. I don't know. Ooh. Uh, Brendan, would would you be interested in any fun facts? Uh, only if they're fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Izzy, would you be interested in any interesting tidbits? No. Wow. Fun facts. Wow. Fun facts, yes. I sold your premise and you leave me out in the cold. I get it. On the frozen ground. <laughs> yep, that's fine. <laughs> you leave me out in the cold like Cindy in Alaska. Get back on that track, bitch. No. <laughs> I'm nothing but a whore to you. <laughs> exactly. Look, learn your place. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it like Fitty, babe. Learn your place. Stop, stop slapping me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're just figuring out what this hand but this little uh, hand uh, toggle thing on uh, Skype does. Ow, you know what it does! You know what it does! I thought it was just like to get somebody's attention, but... Yes, it does that too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, ladies and gentlemen, Rotten Tomatoes, Brendan, what do you think the critics thought of... The Frozen Ground. Uh, I have to excuse myself because I did see what the critics' rating was. I don't know what the audience one is, but I won't guess for this okay. one. Babe, what do you think, then? Oh, um, do the critics think of this movie? Absolutely. All right, critics thought of this movie. I don't think critics are going to like this movie. I'm going to say 35%. It is fresh at 61%. Good! But what about that audience? Oh, that should be like... 72. Mm, I feel the audience is actually... I think the audience is actually going to be lower. I think it's going to be like 45. Guys, you start in the movie, it's 50%! Oh! <laughs> wow. It's 50 cents for that audience score. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Uh, $27 million budget, worldwide Whoa. gross. Wait, wait, hold on. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> $27 million somewhere. Holy shit. I'm, I'm guessing it was shot on location in Alaska on a cruise ship. That's <laughs> that's more than I expected. Well, uh, any guesses on the worldwide gross? Uh, 1.3 million. <laughs> Wrong! How about you, babe? Not a fucking clue. Wrong! 5.6 worldwide. Wow. Izzy was closer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at, yeah. at the uh, beginning of auditions, Nicolas Cage was offered to play Robert Hansen, but oh. Cage wanted to play the detective as he thought it'd be more challenging for him as an actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> no, like, I like it, like, I like it better this way, because, like, oh, when yeah. I, I bring this movie up to people, I'm like, all right, guys, John Cusack, Nicolas Cage, one's a serial killer, one's a cop. <laughs> guess which one well you know the whole story about them uh when they were filming con air I, I think it was like danny trejo was interviewed or whatever and like who's who's you know you know john malkovich fing rames everybody involved that movie who's the craziest the scariest one there and he's like oh john cusack there's, yeah. there's something wrong with that guy like, <laughs> and, and, and that guy was in san quentin for like a decade I think, so he would know <laughs> i think that was an interview he did with how did this get made actually was it that one? Oh, yeah okay. and he was like he's like there's something in john cusack's eyes that's just off <laughs> Damn. I like John Cusack. He doesn't weird me out. Maybe he should. Maybe he should. <laughs> especially the way especially the way he married his sister, right? <laughs> he's real so. he's he's real weird on social media, I will say. 
Well, you know, James Woods are, weird, we no. or like Steve weird? No, or... no, not James Woods weird. Like I think he has a head on his shoulders, but he's like he's just like uh, no, he's, he's like Iron Sheik weird. No, no, his I don't know his, his tweets are just just weird, just generally weird, but like yeah. almost like charmingly weird. All right, guys. Well, we could have had another Academy Award winner in this movie oh, because. Shit. Brie Larson auditioned oh. for the role of Cindy Paulson. Obviously, this would have been before she got her award, but yeah. uh, apparently she overdid her audition scene to the point that she scared the casting director. Uh, wow. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah, she right. did Room the same year, I think. Yeah, it was like the year after. I guess it was right around Yeah. I, I can see her in this part, though, that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I'm trying to remember the uh, the, the picture at the end, like, might have been a little closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, Scott Walker, the writer director, delayed shooting for five months so he could shoot on the cusp of fall, Ooh. starting with no snow and ending in deep winter. Uh, he had said he literally wanted to f- the feel of the weather closing in on the story, freezing the cold case. Mm, dedication. There you go. Uh, when Halcom is reviewing files in connection to the missing girls, the photos he looks through, and the ones on the wall at the police station later, are those of the real-life victims. Yeah, that doesn't Ooh. doesn't shock me. Uh, also, um, that's where your $27 million went. It was to pay pay everyone to have to wait those, like, four months or five months to, so they could oh, search Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're putting on hold for five months? That's going to cost, like, $10 million. And we already gave Nick like five, and John's got five, and we gave Vanessa Hudgens fifty grand because that's how Hollywood is, baby. <laughs> I, maybe she, maybe she got a million. Maybe I hope. Maybe I hope she got. I mean, something. for carrying a movie. Maybe. Yeah, a pretty substantial part. <laughs> the song uh, "Heavy Metal Shuffle" by the punk band Regan Youth plays during the strip club scene. Vocalist Dave Rubenstein's girlfriend was a prostitute. Who was murdered by serial killer Joel Rifkin. Wow. Jesus. Thanks, IMDb. That's a weird reason to include a song. (laughs) Right. And in the film, Cindy says she left a tampon in her womb as evidence that she had been in the car. In real life, however, uh, the real Cindy Paulson took her sneakers off and shoved them under the passenger seat to prove that she had been there. Uh, When she got a chance, she ran to the road and flagged down a passing truck. The driver uh, had said that for safety reasons, he never picks up hitchhikers, and the only reason he stopped for her was because they were in Alaska and she didn't have any goddamn shoes on. <laughs> Wait, so they—that's a good man. They changed that to the tampon line. Yeah, that—that's the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> well, because otherwise, you guys, everybody would be fucking mad that the cops didn't you didn't think shoes under the fucking driver's seat would be enough evidence. But the tampon, <laughs> apparently then, full full of uh, but, John's Cusack. But then, then they said uh, they never processed it. It was still at the hospital. <laughs> John's cum sack. <laughs> <laughs> John spew sack. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Like, I think, I don't know. I feel like people understand i don't know more the incompetency of them never even running the test versus like well understand we cops them. going ew lady stuff no thank you yeah. <laughs> basically steve you know what i learned from this movie don't be a goddamn woman you're still in my lines but yeah it's probably a good lesson uh brendan what did you learn from the frozen ground uh a couple things but the first one hudge 
okay. <laughs> oh, I also learned, um, well, I didn't really learn this, but it just reiterated to me, uh, fuck the police. Yeah. I learned uh, 17 guns isn't suspicious. It's just that he didn't have a very specific gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Well, I mean, it's Alaska. I, I also learned uh, <laughs> a pimp can be a hero, but only if it involves him getting his motherfucking money. <laughs> I also learned nice try movie to uh, to I don't know I guess they tried to ugly her up a little bit but n- not quite a success. I I guess yeah I. I, I mean they do make her look like you know, they do a decent job of making her look like you know strained by drug use and problems in her life and everything but it's it and she's good in the movie but it's it's ultimately you can still see that it's Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> yeah yeah the. The the portrayal of holes in Hollywood isn't exactly like watching uh, Hookers on the Point on HBO late at night where it's like, oh, that's what a real horror looks like. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get it. Or As when... opposed to, oh man, Julia Roberts. <laughs> you know? What's Hookers on the Point, Steve? Act like you don't know. <laughs> or... Pretend like some of us didn't have HBO. Okay, for as you know, though, there was a show, Hookers on the Point. I can't seem to find it anywhere. But uh, apparently, it's 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 basically like a, a, doc, a documentary series. I don't even know, but it's people following hookers around and like asking them, "Hey, what's it like being a hooker?" And then you find out all the colorful terms like flatbacks and shit. I don't know, but but yeah, it's a uh, it's like it it has the same feel as like you know Real Sex Thirty Eight or whatever when those were on HBO, where it's like. Is this supposed to be sexy? Because this is making me feel icky. Steve, I've got <laughs> no, news. No, this is not. Oh, I've got news for you guys. Hookers at the Point seems to be on YouTube, at least part one. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely not on HBO Max because Steve looked. It looks like it's a, uh, it was a, um, it was just a one-time thing, right? It's like an hour and a half documentary. Oh, I thought they had a couple of them. Uh, it looks like it's, well, well the one I see is from uh, 2002, but IMDb says 1998, so there's a dispute here. So Yeah, it was definitely like 98. So yeah. you're seeing uh, Hookers at the Point Revisited five years later. That's a, that was a special <laughs> that just popped up. Hey, where's Cindy? Dead, huh? Shit. Uh, well, how about okay. Shaniqua? Apparently this oh. is also a documentary, though, about sex workers. It was supposed to be a series, but the Hunter's Point residents uh, demanded HBO stop filming. Hunter's Point, San Francisco? The, I don't know if it's San Francisco, it just says Hunter's Point. No, but it says it like uh, they feel like it presented an outdated image of the area. That would be false. <laughs> but if you like this, you may like Pimps Up, Hose Down. Oh, Oh, Steve, it is, guys, it is on YouTube in full. Hookers at the Point documentary. 93 minutes. Coming next week. Is Nick Cage in it? You may also like Atlantic City Hookers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like American Pimp. It, it, it's like that kind oh, of Oh, it ain't show. easy being a hoe. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage plays the, uh, the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brendan, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast or two? I do. Um, the f- uh, first one I want to mention is uh, What Were They Thinking, which you can find on all your uh, any podcast app you want to use. Um, it, of course, our home base is Age of Radio, just like you guys. Big time. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, you can find us on social media at WWTT Podcast uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram and search for us on Facebook. We talk about bad to questionable movies as well. Uh, but if you want to hear uh, talk about, you know, some movies that have won, like, some awards and shit, uh, you can also check out For Screen. 
and country. And uh, that one you can find on Twitter at FSAC Pod, also at Age of Radio, also on all the podcast apps. We talk about uh, British movies right now. Uh, we're talking about, yeah, we're still talking about British movies. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's eventually, eventually there's going to be a new thing. But, yeah, ch- come check us out. It's, it's, it's movies that are, I guess, were regarded, widely regarded as good for the most part. But, um, yeah, we're, we're we we still have we still have a lot of fun. Yeah, see, uh, which one of those uh, did we watch? Two thousand six's Wicker Man on <sighs> again. It was on for Screen and Country. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you for proving my point. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. You all just weren't ready for it. Yeah. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. You can find me, my me and my goods and my wares over at the uh, on the Etsy. Ha! That's it. The Etsy under Untidy Venus. You can also find me at the local artisan collective in downtown Ooh. Ogden or online. Yeah, I sell my goods and wares in person. I even teach classes. Yeah, some yeah. online. Check it out. Um, and then you can also find me on Patreon at Untidy Venus. Guys, for $4 a month, you can join my Sticker of the Month Club. Even international people. Uh, I will send you a sticker that I designed. Waterproof, UV-resistant vinyl. It comes with a little handwritten card. Steve? Yes? Where can we find you? Oh, you can find us on all the major podcatchers under Everything I Learned From Movies, or you can us up direct on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at E-I-L-F Movies. That's Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From movies. movies. I am also on the interwebs everywhere trying to sell you incredible art. Yeah! Uh, but yeah, it's all through Untidy Venus and the local Larson Collective and online classes of, uh, like, if you want to start your own podcast or do some fun what? paracord stuff. Also, if, do you need portraits of your pets made? Oh, hell yeah. Come get a Steve's Amazing Pet Portrait. That's right. Uh, Brendan has one. <gasps> what? Oh, yes, I do have a portrait. Uh, I, have, I have it on a, a t-shirt, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And I'm Brendan, and I think I'm going to watch this Hookers at the Point documentary. Yeah. All right, watch party. <laughs> and this is... Everything I learned from movies. movies. Followed by hookers at the point. Ha! Go ahead, everybody. Is that a pop rock? Oh, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, no. Is it, is it over? Vince, go! <laughs> Thank you.